I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Don't touch that dial, adjust those bunny ears, because what time is it, Jay? It's time to call my doctor to get that thing on my back checked out. Well, before that, what what time is it? Oh, right, we're doing sitcom My Face. I'm Jay, that's Nick, and uh, what magical show are we talking about tonight? We're talking about Rob Zombies, the Munster... Oh, no, I'm sorry, we're talking about... No, fuck The you. Munsters. Fuck you. <laughs> the, the, the Munsters, yes. The, yes. the Munsters. Yes, the monsters, the <laughs> not, not 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 that debacle that we watched last Tuesday. <laughs> have you been l- reading some of the reviews out there? Or? Oh, dude, have you seen? I've seen some of the videos, man. We are not the only ones crapping on this movie. No, we are not. The only good reviews I've seen for Rob Zombie's The Monsters is like a few people on Facebook going, "It's cute. It's not that bad." Right. It's that bad. And, I don't care what like, you say. Oh, vi- visually, I think he captured it. It's like, mm. although wh- I'll say this, watching this, watching some of the series again, I found a few things that Zombie picked up on and then threw in the movie as a thing. So just to use. Yeah, that's true. Just just to use a sitcom analogy, Rob Zombie did a, as good a job at making a The Monsters as Elaine on Seinfeld dances. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good analogy there, sir. A full body dry heave set to music. That's exactly how I would describe the monster. Yeah, I I'll I'll totally agree on that. It but again, he was able to replicate certain things like put this way, at the end, he was able to replicate the you know, them breaking through the you know, Herman breaking through the door, Lily coming out, and then grandpa coming out to the monsters theme. Yeah, they got that. <laughs> I was curious what our guest would was going to think of the monsters tonight. Oh, yeah, I I forgot to tell you. Uh, wait, Gino wait, wait. One, can not make it. Two. Why yep. is there only two of us? Well, the curse lives. Yeah, is it the uh, pumpkin Gino... behind you is that the guest? <laughs> Might as well be because yeah, our, our, like again, our our, our luck uh, keep keeps uh, running low here. Yeah, my my buddy Gino, who works at the the local pizza parlor, um, he had a bit of a um, hot pizza accident. We shall say, <laughs> yeah, kind of flipped up, <laughs> hit him in the face. Uh, you know, nice Nothing nice like scal- pizza nice scalding ac- uh, pizza. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, basically- hot pizza a- accident. Oh no, not not an accident. That happens after you eat it. <laughs> that's if you get Damn. the spicy <laughs> yeah or it's too but, greasy it just slides right out <laughs> exactly definitely had those before <laughs> but he's good your friend's all right yeah he he's doing okay you know he just got checked you know did, you know just just uh some minor burns but thank god uh as, you know escape uh escaped pretty pretty unscathed but uh yeah we'll 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 see our uh, friend our, our guest just arrived actually uh, hi everybody! Welcome to sitcom My Face. <laughs> what a maroon! <laughs> well, that's... 
It's interesting you bring up uh, <laughs> Mr. Bugs Bunny there because, you know, there there is a bit of a uh, uh, connection to Bugs Bunny in the Munsters. I know. I watched a little documentary on YouTube. I Ooh. just finished it here before we started recording. It was like a 43-minute thing. I will post it on our Facebook page if you're not on our Facebook page. Sweet. Uh, Facebook.com slash sitcom my face. Oh, did you look up the – I sent you the music video I was talking about during the – Yes, I did. Yeah, the, the, Uma, Uma, the, the, the Uma Thurman uh, music video. Who, was it, it was by who? Uh, uh, was it Fall Out Boy? Fall? Was it? I, I, wait, was it Fall I, Out I, Boy? I, I, Think it might have been, you know. I'll I'll tell you in a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fallout Boy, Uma Thurman. You that that song. The the um, um the main hook of it is the monsters. It's the monsters theme. Man, 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 which is weird because like they don't really. It's the song doesn't really reference it, and the video doesn't really reference it. No, yeah. It's so just what a like, weird so out of place. <laughs> it's like, uh, huh? Huh? <laughs> and I don't think Uma Thurman was any. It was in any Munsters reboots that, that I can uh, that I'm aware of. She wasn't in that Rob Zombie Rob Zombie uh, ooh thing we watched last week. She's got the cold. Yes, shirt. it has Jay Shutter. Stop <laughs> talking about it. God damn it! Although I did I did figure out where Butch Patrick was in the film, and we didn't we weren't we had no chance of noticing him because mm. he was the Tin Can Man that fucking marries him, the robot. Oh God, that's who, that's who he played. Oh jeez, <laughs> what a kick in the ass! Right, we're not even gonna see your face. You're just gonna play the robot that you made in this old series. Oh, before we get too too deep, though, I I should give another shameless plug. Deer Camp eighty six kids. If you're in the L A area, um, I had the great privilege of starring in this awesome horror comedy. I've seen it twice, so I know it's good. And trust me, if I'm in a bad movie, I'm going to tell you it's a bad movie. This is not a bad movie. It's a great movie. Uh, I've been in a a million shitty films and two good ones. So check out Deer Camp 86, (laughs) uh, October 12th at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood, California. Tickets are on sale at Eventbrite. If you just look up Deer Camp 86, Eventbrite, $13. Come hang out. There's going to be tons of awesome people there and definite definitely need to fill those seats up but luckily they're almost sold out i was told so sweet awesome i heard there's very few seats left so we're in a good spot right now but help us out fill those up see you there and um the other other good movie i was in is called mayberry man go check that out i think it's still on amazon to purchase i believe i believe so and they're working on the tv series now i'm waiting for my call don't forget me awesome awesome (laughs) yeah well hopefully we'll have those guys also on uh on the show at some point to uh, t- talk a little uh, Mayberry and uh, great, and uh, great Andy guys. Griffith. Great brothers. Their father was on the show. All right. So the Munsters. The Munsters. That's gr- great to cleanse our palate of the last pile of shit. <laughs> yes. With, with the actual series, the Munsters. What what we know and love for, you know, from growing up. Now, now, did you watch this as a kid or like when did what was oh, your first yeah. exposure? Yeah, this was actually one of my earliest, like, monster things, I think. And as a young mm. child, I remember absolutely loving it. And my grandpa's name was Herman, so I just related. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> so I used to watch this uh, probably Nick at Night. I think it was on a lot, Nick at Night. Yeah. Again, one of those shows where you go, there's only two seasons. I remember so many more. You know, <laughs> you, you, you yeah. feel like two, you remember two all seasons, these episodes. 70 episodes and two made-for-TV movies. Was it only 70? 
yeah, 70 episodes and uh, two made-for-TV movies. And um, the, the, the guys behind it, I've, we've mentioned what, uh, one of the guys before, uh, Alan Burns. D- does that uh, uh, ring a bell? I did look up a little bit when I was looking up my writers and directors. I saw there's like four guys who are basically credited on every episode. And I think it's because they're all kind of creators. Mm-hmm. And I know you were talking about Bugs Bunny. And I did see, is that the one you're talking about? Who was who was had no. the idea originally? No, no, no. I I didn't uh, get to that one. I I'm talking about uh, one of the uh, credited co-creators, Alan Burns. We we've heard his name before in in what we've watched because he was also one of the co-creators of the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, weird. Wait till we get to the t- the two prominent writers I found. They also created a classic, but I'll wait on that mm-hmm. one. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He, he also. Uh, what you cre- uh, created uh, the series My Mother the Car, mm. and uh, they they also did some uh, he did some editing for Get Smart later on as well. Hmm. Uh, and he had some uh, later sitcoms that he also was involved in, like uh, writing, producing, such as The Duck Factory with Jim Carrey. I remember that one. Uh, Eisenhower and Lutz and Cutters. Those I don't remember. <laughs> suicide sitcom what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> i cut to feel You're like what the fuck is this show <laughs> starring tony randall <laughs> the, the the other guy uh set as a co-creator from bayo new jersey is chris hayward who also was a writer for the rocky and bullwinkle show <laughs> alice mm-hmm. barney miller get smart uh 77 sunset strip the governor and JJ, and he and she. So, yeah, he he and uh, Alan Burns actually worked a few times together. Yeah, that that, that was the other co-creator. And again, that's not the uh, what's about the connection to Bugs Bunny. We'll we'll get to that when we get to the cast. <laughs> well, the Bugs Bunny connection that I found was that there was I, I believe he was the guy who created Bugs Bunny for Warner Brothers. Had oh. come to them with an with an idea about a funny monster family. He went to Warner Brothers with it, and they turned it down. But he kept trying to push it, and then it wasn't until many years later that basically the oh. same exact thing comes up as the monsters. Because even in his cartoon idea, he had Frankie was going to be the father of the family and with a, a vampire wife. So there was a lot of similarities. Hmm. But this was over at, they were shooting it at Universal for CBS, the Munsters. Yeah. So the Munsters runs from 64 to 66 on CBS. Having that connection to Universal Studios gave them a little um, extra clout and access, we shall say. I know that when I saw the Munsters house at Universal, it had been desecrated by being turned into a house from fucking Desperate Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) they were like the horror the the horror there's the monster's house why is it purple (laughs) because they're using it for desperate housewives no unless evil longoria is here i don't want to hear about that shit (laughs) no 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 (laughs) darn darn (laughs) but no being that it was a universal studios you know co-product there there was a connection to the Universal Monsters, <laughs> you know, the famous Universal Monsters. So they had access 
to that catalog. And now the original Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, the makeup was done by Jack Pierce. But the makeup for the show was credited to Bud Westmore, who actually did a lot of the uh, makeup effects for some of the other Universal Monster movies. Are you aware of why the the monster genre like this in the Adams family had a resurgence this time in the 60s? Uh that I'm not aware. So you mentioned the Universal Monsters. Apparently right, you know, just years before this, late 50s early 60s, Universal had sold their entire catalog for TV viewing. Oh, gotcha. So all all that generation that hadn't seen these movies in theaters were now beginning to experience them on television, and it, it created an entire new generation of fans for these things. So the oh, merchandising, they, they actually they credited the merchandising for things like the Monsters and the Addams Family because Universal like uh, model kits, they said especially. Oh yes, the model Th- those kits, were toy huge. cars. They said all these things were selling like crazy, and it gave the studios, well, we need to do something with the monsters again. They heard about uh, Adam's family coming over to ABC. They're like, what do we got? What do we got? Let's do something. And yep. we get the monsters, which we will have that debate another day once we get to the Adam's family. But Yes, yes. And, and again, another show that I grew up with, too. Like the, the, these, these things were already in syndication heavy like when I was a kid, so yeah, I, I got exposed to both of them. You know, one of the reasons they said that the mus- uh, the monsters suffered after a while in the ratings. I do know, because a certain other show showed up on the airwaves. What's this? <laughs> a certain Technicolor beautiful color show that they said made this show look uh, like Grandpa's show. Yeah, d- Bang! And- Pow! <laughs> boom! Biff! Mint! I'm sorry, now going Simpsons there. But yes, ABC's Batman put a hurtin', unfortunately, on the Munsters. So yeah, that that's what one of the things they credit to, you know, the demise of the show. As you said, lasted two seasons <laughs> but seventy episodes. So you got Ooh, this it's called two hearted, but it really should be called forty five belches, because Jesus Christ. but what what uh uh, what brewery there this is bells bells uh two hearted is one of my absolute favorites ah bells brewery but yes the family you got uh back to the monsters you got herman monster who is the the patriarch of the family he's the he's frankenstein's monster basically right and that's fred gwynn who's amazing if yes. you don't know him from the Munsters, what do you know him from? Maybe the the neighbor in Pet Cemetery or the judge in My Cousin Vinny. Correct. Both or you know, going back, brilliant performances. Yeah, uh, Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Where he actually um, starred with another one of the Munsters. You you, you want to hit that one? Grandpa, Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Yes, he uh, he was in I believe forty four episodes with him. The Count. They call him the Count. Correct. Does he have it? What's his actual character name? Do we have one or just Grandpa or the Count? Grandpa. That's that's what they call uh, uh, what he's credited as. But as you said, when they introduce him at times, they'll either say Grandpa or the Count. So and then his daughter is the beautiful Yvonne DiCarlo, Yvonne DiCarlo. as 
Lily Munster. Now, what 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 do you know about Yvonne besides b- being beautiful? Uh, she was in um, the Ten Commandments. Yes, as Moses' wife. <laughs> well, that's the fun. The documentary covered this, too. They had a, a late-in-life interview with Al Lewis. And I don't know if you know, but they did a pilot where Eddie and um, Lily were both different actors. Ah, okay. So it was called My Fair Munster, I believe. Yes, My Fair Munster. They did a pilot where Joan Marshall played the Lily character, which at that point was named Phoebe, strangely. And um, <laughs> What's the Happy... last name, Buffet? <laughs> no. Happy Dumont, I think, was the kid who played Eddie. I wrote it very scribbly, and, but I think that's what I wrote. And, 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 and a Happy Dumont to you, too, Jay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so this kid, though, the way he played Eddie was very, like, feral and aggressive. Like, <laughs> oh, like... Yeah, it was very okay. strange. So I guess the studio didn't like that when they saw the the pilot there, which the pilot was actually shot in color, strangely enough. But they went to black hmm. and white because they said it was ten thousand dollars more an episode to make a show in color at that time. Color back then, yeah. So um, yes, the, they were recast, and then we got the Lily that we know now. And but Al Lewis and Fred Gwynn, when they found out that the part was being recast. Mainly, strangely enough, because they said that the Joan Marshall um, Phoebe looked way too much like Morticia. Ah, uh-oh, getting into a little trouble there. She looked like her, and she kind of was acting like her. So they were like, no, let's not do that. So they brought in okay. her. Um, but they were not a fan of the recasting because they said, what's this big movie star coming in here? She's a bona fide film star. She's going to come in here. And be demanding and steal the limelight. And mm-hmm. Al Lewis, they they cut back to him in the interview and he just goes, we were wrong. <laughs> they were like, he was like, she was amazing <laughs> and perfect. Now, who who else was in the family? Eddie You, you mentioned Eddie. But he's a little, yeah, a little Eddie Munster. He's a little werewolf boy. Mm-hmm. Interesting being that his dad is Frankenstein and his mom is a vampire. He comes out yeah, of werewolf. I think the mailman, the ma- mailman might have been a werewolf. Well, yeah, maybe this is why, uh, you know, like uh, in the movie that uh, the the uh, brother don't say that that was her brother. Her yeah. brother was a werewolf. Don't say that. <laughs> yes, she fucked no, her no, no, not, she... not not talking about monster incest here. No, no, no. <laughs> next on the on the next Maury, um, maybe just you know werewolf genes are in the family or whatever with you know however uh, grandpa there. Now we 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 had another. Member of the family, the niece, Marilyn. Yeah, uh, Marilyn Monroe. I mean, Munster. Uh, apparently, she was <laughs> very much, very much meant to be Marilyn Monroe. Is the idea right? With with the blonde hair, uh, done up that way, and this is the thing that blew my mind. Because if you put a fucking gun to my head and said how many actresses played Marilyn, I wouldn't have got it right. I did not fucking remember at all that there were two Marilyns on this show. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I I just remembered someone saying it, but until watching the episodes, it's like, oh yeah, okay, and like, cause yeah, in my head always Pat Priest, that's Marilyn, but then really okay. see the first girl was the one I remembered. Oh, okay. She's only Beverly Owen. She, they said she only she only filmed thirteen episodes, but I think she's credited on fifteen. 
Okay. Oh, well, the, looking at the thing here, she, she, she is set as Marilyn as, as for episode 1 to 13. And her name's Beverly Owens, right? Beverly Owen. Owen. Now, I had to look up why she left the show. Are you familiar with why she left the show? No, I didn't get a chance to look that up. Why did Beverly Owen leave a successful sitcom playing Marilyn Munster? So she was an actress from New York. She had a loving man in New York and they planned on, you know, getting married and starting a life in the East Coast. She got an offer for a pilot that everyone in the entire fucking industry was like, just do it. Get the paycheck. There's no way this piece of shit's going to get picked up. Never in a million years <laughs> will this show get bought. So she does the pilot and now she signed a contract. So the show gets picked up. She's like, fuck. She starts filming the show. Um, they said it was going well at first. But eventually she basically fell into a crazy depression and was crying all the time on set, was unhappy as hell, missed her her fiance, I think boyfriend at the time, but eventually Mm -hmm. married. Uh, So she knew that she had signed a contract. She couldn't get out of it. But the producers, I I forget which ones, but it might have been the creators, saw how unhappy she was and basically gave the studio an ultimatum. He goes, you let her go or we go. Wow. And they they did her a huge favor and got her out of that. They said, let her out of her contract. If she doesn't want to be here, why do this to her? You know, so they actually let her out of her contract. And uh, what's the next girl? Um, Pat Priest. Before we leave leave Beverly Owen, I just looked up one thing also uh, that her uh, husband. Mm hmm. Yes, she, she she left after 13 uh, episodes to marry future Sesame Street writer and producer John yep. Stone. <laughs> yeah, I saw that earlier. So yeah, the girl who replaced her said that I think she said I uh, I read on a Monday, I was cast on a Tuesday and I was shooting on Thursday. Like that's how quick wow. that turnaround was. And they even said that many viewers at the time didn't even notice the change because she looks so much like her for one. Yes. And it was like one like episode to episode and then boom. But they did change the opening. So you have the opening yes. on the stairs with uh, Beverly. And then they Correct. do reshoot it for the next girl. And then they reshoot it again. The second season, we get a different opening. But, which is actually the opening I think most people remember, which is the one, again, Herman crashing through the door and then everyone going through his crash hole there, you know. You stay away that, from that, my crash hole, bro. Hey, 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 Actually, I remember the stair one the most, I think. I, I, I remember the stair one as well. I think I remember the first original stair one better than the even. The second one, though, does have the iconic, the freeze of Herman with the, the head nod. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think yes. that is the most iconic moment of that opening. Just the weird little head nod he does. And he yep. tries to kind of replicate it in the the second season. Opening, second but season not. one, yeah. But 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 the 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 other uh, thing I remember about that you know initial opening one with the stairs and that is you know Grandpa the Count trying to bite trying Lily's to bite hand, her. yeah. Which he did a lot in the first season. All the ones I yes. watched, he does it almost every episode. He meets anybody, he tries to bite him. Mm-hmm. 
the theme song while we're here. We might as well cover this iconic theme song. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite instrumentals for a TV theme song. Yeah, created by Jack Marshall. Jack Wilton Marshall. One of the things he was also credited with, he was the arranger. He cured polio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We're talking about the monsters? (laughs) Now, uh, well... Uh, he was credited with the arrangement for Peggy Lee's Fever. Do you know that song? Uh, is that the one? Fever in the morning, fever, that one? Was yep. That, that's real sexy song. Fever with, with, yeah, yeah with that, the uh, yeah. finger clear, yeah. There's an episode of Married with Children where Kelly oh. does the very sexy dance to that song. Oh, wow. I don't know if I saw that one. She's at, like, the, at this high school. And she, like, grabs the janitor, and they do, like, a real sexy fucking dance to it. And then all the parents <laughs> in the audience start, like, making out and fucking in the audience. They're all, like, grabbing each other. <laughs> but but as far as the, the rest of his uh, c- career there, uh, besides doing also the uh, music for Munster Go Home, yeah, one of the TV movie ones, uh, he also did uh, Thunder Road. The Giant Hilo Monster, which I remember from Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> Kona Coast and The Deputy, which was a uh, t- w- television series starring Henry Fonda. And uh, he also did The Debbie Reynolds Show. Why don't you give us a basic uh, outline of a typical Monsters episode? Like, what's the formula? Okay. The formula is... It's got uh, a pretty clear formula. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, yeah, there, there's usually something, you know, like, there's a misunderstanding or a, or I should say Herman misunderstanding something, Grandpa scheming something, <laughs> uh, and, you know, basically, basically the two the two of them are usually the keys. Her, Herman and Grandpa are usually the keys to most every episode. It's usually normal people encountering the monsters yeah, that's and the, monster the other piece. Is not understanding why the normal people don't accept them or are scared of them. Yeah, the the, the whole idea of the show is the monsters, you know, like with you know, looking like these universal monsters, think they're the average American family, so they don't understand the the, the reactions they get at times. We should say I don't think we mentioned when we brought up Marilyn. She's like a gorgeous, normal-looking girl. That's the whole thing. Is she's right. like a normal person, and they think she's hideous. <laughs> yes, they think she's the ugly duckling. There's a there's a running gag on the show about how she's she's less fortunate than the rest of us. Let's be nice to her, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like whenever she has a boyfriend, it's nice that he's mm-hmm. willing to look past her looks. <laughs> yeah, and I love when again, usually when the boyfriend. Or, or, you know, whoever she's dating meets, you know, usually it's Herman. Yeah, and, the, you know, it's the fast motion runaway. You know, I was looking for that this time, and I didn't see much of it in the first season. I think that came more in the second season. Yeah, th- there were a couple of uh, moments in the first one that, that happened, but... Um, they run away a lot, but all the ones I saw in the first season, it wasn't sped up. And I was like, oh, I remembered it all being sped up, but... Yeah, but... The, the other thing is, Marilyn's reaction at when that happens is, I did it again. 
Yeah. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> well, even in the first episode, which again I think is an amazing pilot. Oh yeah, it was a really good pilot. And the pilot of the monsters, honestly, of all the ones I watched just today, I think the pilot gives you a great sense of what this show is. It and mm-hmm. one of the most awesomely shot pilots. Like it it's so well lit. It's got such interesting yep. framing, like you're shooting through cobwebs and you're shooting through the harp. Yep. Um, but the, the pilot, compared to most of the rest of the show, the first maybe five or six I noticed were kind of shot darker. Later on, we get full 60s, well lit, and it's not as interesting to look at to me. But mm-hmm. this pilot is so, it's shot like a, a 1950s horror universal monster movie. Yeah, yeah, and what what I'm sure they were going for that aesthetic at first, but then realizing it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we should probably lighten it up like the other shows on TV now, which they shouldn't have. They should have. They should have kept that aesthetic. Well, they mentioned in the doc how important it was for them to be lighthearted up front, which is why the theme song is a parody of all those theme songs of the day, like the, mm-hmm. the whole family entry and all that. Um, so I think, I feel like the lighting probably had something to do with that. Maybe the pilot was too spooky for kids even cause you had such great makeup and the lighting was honestly just like lighting half of their face. So it had so much atmosphere, mm-hmm. but the f- there was a lot of darkness in the frame. So I wonder if that just off put some children. And by the time you, oh, by maybe. the time the show aired, it had such a huge kid following. They were probably like, nah, brighten it up, whatever. But first of all, I will say thank the God I don't believe in that this show's black and white because they look terrible in color. But in yeah. black and white, this show nah. works so well. Yeah. And here, here's a, 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 another thing um, with, with the color and that. And uh, we, we've mentioned actually last week when we were watching that thing. Um, it's like, yeah, th- this actually had a, re- you know, <laughs> this has been rebooted be before. The, the Munsters yeah. has been rebooted before. And that reboot actually ran for more seasons, which was strange to us. Yeah. So can you name? Don't look. Don't let you look at that fucking list. Name all the reboots and and movies and shit that you can for the monsters. Well, okay. There was the uh, the movies. Mon- Monster Go Home, and yep. uh, oh, what was the other movie? Monster Monster Holiday or something rather? Spooky no. Little Christmas, I think it was called or something. So, oh, I, I, something like that. Yeah. Then the reboot was what Monsters Today, I believe it was called. Yep, it's terrible. I don't know how it <laughs> ran that long. Yes, and and the thing that first off put me okay, yeah, one besides the the color and it just doesn't look right. But then at the end of the theme, Herman's singing, "We're the monsters, we're the monsters." It's like, no, you're not supposed to sing the theme song. It's just a theme song. <laughs> Let it the be. The last glimmer of hope, I think, for the original cast, and it was squandered, was the Munsters' revenge. They actually they recast. Um, I think was Eddie recast in that too. I think he was. Eddie and Marilyn were both recast. But mm-hmm. you know what that was when they made that the Munsters' revenge. No, that was an attempt at a reboot for the show, and you know why it failed. Because the two that had to be uh, recast there? Or? No. 
they aired it the same night as apparently the first TV airing of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, bad move. <laughs> Talk about your bad moves. I think it was going to be for NBC. So I think actually NBC was going to pick up the monsters because I think by then they were probably teamed up with Universal. So they aired this monsters revenge thing. And they're like, ah, it's coming on TV. And then I th- must probably ABC was like, hey, we got the Wizard of Oz, bitch. <laughs> and they were like, fuck. <laughs> But they basically blamed its failure on that. But that was that was NBC's attempt at, like, is there any interest here for the monsters to come back? And unfortunately, because of the Wizard of Oz, no, there was no interest at all. Yeah, th- th- there was no interest in anything else at that point. <laughs> yeah, fucked oh, up. Now, now, there was another uh, re- reboot uh, that was, uh, uh, what, what was supposed to happen, Mockingbird, Mockingbird Lane. Mockingbird Lane, yeah. And I kept saying, yeah, that, I kept trying to think of that fucker's name during the thing. I kept saying Chris O'Donnell, but it's Jerry O'Connell, I think, was the star Jerry O'Connell, the okay. Yeah. Oh, oh Jerry so, O'Connell and Chris O'Donnell. I, those are the two I right. confuse all the time. Jer- Jerry O'Connell is the, the is the fat kid from Stand By Me that <laughs> transformed reference. into the f- <laughs> feature husband of, uh, 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 what's her, Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I love again going back to that uh <laughs> that celebrity roast we talked about <laughs> when we you talked about your Gilbert wife to the fat kid from stand kid by. from stand by me <laughs> going to John Stamos <laughs> uh that there was also a couple of other ones that were supposed to be done a mo- another modern day movie back in 2004 Keenan Ivory Sean and Marlon Wayne's we're supposed to write and produce yeah. a new version in 2004. I think they would have done better than Rob Zombie, though. Yeah, um, most anyone would have done better than Rob Zombie. But uh, in 2017, Seth Meyers was trying to develop a modern-day interpretation for NBC. No, thank you. Where, where the Munsters would be in Brooklyn. No, thank you, <laughs> Seth Meyers. You, you stay wherever you are, Seth Meyers. We don't need you. <laughs> does he still have a talk show no he's down right yes his, his yeah own. no uh, yeah seth myers is still going and his brother was the one that ruined that 70s show that's right the other myers mike seth, myers josh no, myers I'm... oh okay josh, <laughs> i'm like josh myers i think was the one that took over for oh that okay gotcha yeah the, the you know latter what's fucked up i learned about that you know have you seen that last season of 70s show which we'll cover Hopefully soon. Not not, not the whole season, but uh, like I saw episodes and yeah, kind of turned away until like the last episode. They they tried to they recap or they they brought him in as uh, like a replacement for Eric. Why yeah. you have too, you no. have enough characters you don't need to do that anyway. But the original idea was to recast him as Eric. Can you oh, fucking wow. imagine? Can no. you fucking imagine if they do? No. That? No, that anyway. that's 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 a total no. But but the, the, those are the ones I'm aware of as far as, you know, reboots and attempted reboots <laughs> with, yeah. with the monsters. Yeah, a lot of there's been a lot of random the the one with the, you called it a TV movie, but actually the documentary, the monsters go home one. Yeah, they they said the entire purpose of that movie being made was the show. They knew the show was going to end. So first of all, even before the second season ended, they knew they were going to cancel it. 
And they decided they were they wanted to try to push the monsters in foreign markets. So they were like, oh. we're going to make a movie and we're going to shoot it in color to compete with that Batman bullshit that's putting us out of business. And we're going to ship <laughs> it overseas and see if there's any interest overseas. Ah, okay. So fucked up, though. Uh, the, the Marilyn who was doing the second season, they mm-hmm. came to her on set while they were still filming season two and said, by the way, we're recasting you in the movie. Wow. That that and she that had to keep her... fucking filming the show. The Yeah, the current show. Damn. That fucked up. Yeah. And it was some girl that the creators had worked with. I think uh, they had created a show called Karen or something like that that she was on and they really liked her and mm-hmm. she was like 17 and the girl playing her in the show was like 30 the replacement so she's well they're like yeah we want to go younger there's other there's one other member of the household you're forgetting is it the one that we well, and, and, and not, e- not igor the bat because he has no lines yeah, I was going to say, when we watched Rob Zombie's Monsters, I was like, is Igor part of the show? And yeah, one episode I watched that's had the bat. Igor the yeah. fucking bat. And I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, that, that that's why it was okay. like, you know, not, a, it's like, wait a second, you know, here he is, in, you know, full human form or whatever in this, you know, So you're, you're talking about the, you're talking about the cat that roars or there's the, the cat that roars. There's, there's, the there's also Spot, the raven. He's in this fucking show a lot, Nick. I did yes, not remember. Yes, he is. The Raven he is making a lot of comments. All. Now, do you know who played the Raven? Like voiced the Raven? Yep. Who voiced the Raven? There, there were two people that voiced the ra- Raven. Oh, are you gonna give me Mel Blanks at your Bucks Bunny? Yep. What's up, Doc? Yes. It's fucking Mel Blank was the Raven. M- Mel Blank was the Raven. And then also later on, Bob Hastings was the Raven, who's done a lot of uh, voice work. Well, that Nevermore thing, literally when I saw it in Rob Zombie's movie, I was like, that's the extent of his jokes. And then it's in here every fucking time that Raven talks. And I was like, yes, what? Uh, The grandpa was like feeding him a cracker or something in one episode. And he goes, you want more? Mm -hmm. And he goes, Nevermore. <laughs> You're like every fucking Raven scene ends with fucking Nevermore. I was like, holy shit. Okay, so Rob Zombie does like the show. I get it, but still didn't make a good movie. <laughs> oh, and the other member of the family is Spot. Yes, Spot, the, the dra- dragon like uh, creature. I like where Herman's roasting uh, weenies on his on his torches, uh, his flames coming out of his. <laughs> <laughs> But by the way, I found your uh, connection. What you were saying before with the the uh, person that created Bugs Bunny, Bob Clampett. Bob Clampett Bob was Clampett. the guy that originally had the idea. When you know, like until you know, when the similar idea was uh, <laughs> submitted by guys from Rocky and Bullwinkle, <laughs> Burns mm-hmm. and Hayward. <laughs> now, as far as uh, episodes. Uh, what episodes did you wind up watching? What, like, what were some of the ones that you really enjoyed? I watched, I think, uh, five in the first season. Yeah, I think five in the first season, five in the second season. I would say the, let's see. I like the first episode a lot. I think the first episode offers, not only do you get the monsters going to a high society party, which is a very mm-hmm. common a common story thread. 
You also get the the what the babysitter who comes in to watch Eddie while they're gone. So yes, strangely, you have them out of wa- fish out of water for them in high society, and you have the babysitter come in to their house and is dealing with yes. their world. So you get the best of both worlds of like all the best monster episodes are that right. Mm-hmm. So you get them both in one episode, which is amazing. And that even the stuff would just like that housekeeper actress. She's fucking funnier in hell. And that's the only thing I episode I saw her in. Like mm-hmm. she's sitting down there and you just like hear the house creaking and shit. And then Eddie starts howling at the fucking moon. She's yes. just like, what the hell <laughs> going on? That was me. Sorry. That's when the yeah, that's when the cat's roaring at her and shit like a fucking yes. The, the little black cat roars and it sounds like a panther or some shit. She's like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on here?" So it was weird that they they kind of shot their load in that one episode with the with both of those storylines. Mm-hmm. And the the dating the dating troubles of Marilyn are also there. Yep. Which is another common storyline. The last two in the first season were I was dying laughing. And the one was where Homer, er, Homer, <laughs> Homer, Herman gets fired <laughs> from the, from the funeral home, funeral home, and gets a job at the laundromat with the very racist portrayal of the Asian man. I don't know if you watched that. One. Oh God! I don't. No, no, you see, I I didn't get a chance to. I I got your uh your your text there, but I didn't get to. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the man playing the Asian man was not actually Asian, and it was like. So you put the laundry in the thing, and he's like real fucking uh, stereotypical. I was like, oh shit! But oh god! Like, but he's like, when bell go off, clean clothes come out, go in hamper, you know. And then, uh, the so Herman's running this laundry mat, but he's listening for the bell to to do the things he's told. So it feels like a real right. I Love Lucy episode. So the doorbell starts ringing, the phone starts ringing, and every every one of those bells he thinks every is bell. laundry. <laughs> So you got some real great physical humor of him like throwing wet mm-hmm. clothes into the hamper and he opens them when it's still going and sh- shit's flying in his face. It was very funny. But he's like, <laughs> you know, like, where do I what do I do if a customer comes if you're not going to be here? And he goes, hide because <laughs> he don't want to scare the customers away. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he pulls a water valve off the wall and you got the steam shooting in his face, like really good physical stuff that, you know. Usually his stuff is like breaking something. This is a real like Lucy moment. It felt like I really like that one. Oh yeah. And the the last one of the season was where he saves the kid from the fence. The kid got his head stuck in the fence and you got a guest appearance oh, by Harvey rem- Corman. Oh, who who was also in another episode, Harvey Corman. Bob uh, mm-hmm. when uh in season 2 when when uh Marilyn uh submits her sculpture at the university you know for, for her you know like for your for her art class and the guy's like wait you, you, there's a living being that looks like that <laughs> like yeah because she did it uh, off uncle herman's head i think he was that, that was not the four i think when yeah, i looked at the yeah, list I, of guest stars i think paul lynn and i him i think both had four appearances i believe yeah he, uh paul lynn was the doctor uh, Doctor Dudley, Doctor Dudley, thank you. Do you know who the replacement was for him when he didn't do it no more? No. So the second season, after Paul Lynn had played him, I think three times at least in the first season, they brought mm-hmm. 
Dom DeLuise to play Dr. Dudley. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, of all people. And why the same yeah. character, though? Why not just make it a different doctor? Yeah, just a different doctor. But uh, now, of other people that you recognized throughout the show also, did you see, uh, did you watch the second episode with, um, with the love potion? No, I don't. No, I didn't. No, not today. Okay. Well, the mailman is John Fiedler. Do you know that mm. name? Yeah, I saw him on the list, too. And he's, we talked about him in the uh, Odd Couple episode. Because he was in the film, yep. The Odd Couple. Yep, he was in the film. He was in the you know actual The Odd Couple show. And oh, he was the voice of Piglet. Yeah. He was the <laughs> fucking we talked about it in that episode, but the man played Piglet till he fucking died. It yes. wasn't like he retired and 10 years later he died. No, he played fucking Piglet till he died. That's some dedication. Yeah. But the whole time I was watching The Odd Couple... I was so distracted because I was like, why do I know his voice? What that? Why do I know it? And then he showed up on, I think, on, on the Bob Newhart show as well. I think he was a patient of Bob Newhart. I wouldn't be. Oh, yeah. No, he was actually. Yeah, he was yeah. A, a, a patient on uh, Bob Newhart. Oh, in, in the fourth episode, uh, Rockabye Munster. Uh, yeah, that, that was with Paul Linda's Dr. Dudley. And yep. did you see Elmer Dudley? <laughs> I saw him, but I don't know who he is. Is he is he also famous? Yeah, we, well, he was in our F Troop episode. Good grief! Oh, that was the kid who. Um, yes, that, that was himself. the original Charlie Brown. We'll, we'll call who, it. We'll call who it suffered Charlie from too much good himself. grief? He Charlie yes. Brown himself. If you want to know what happened <laughs> to that kid, go listen to our uh, our F Troop episode. Yeah, F Troop episode. We'll leave him in suspense. <laughs> well i liked that episode as well when uh he thinks that L- lily's pregnant and then mm-hmm. the, the whole there's the whole misunderstanding in that episode and then it ends with them when, when the kid brings over the frankenstein toy yes so she's like oh yeah the kids he's in the other room go meet him and he walks in and they're playing with the frankenstein toy and he goes my son and he's like, <laughs> it's like a robot Oh man! And him oh, and that, Grandpa that, that, are so that was good. Stupid. They're just like, what? <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the Harvey Corman guest spot where so the the kid is stuck in a fence. Herman saves him and is like, "You can call me Uncle Herman, whatever." And he's like, becomes friends with the family, and he's telling his parents. So you have the the cut between the two scenes where Lily don't believe Herman. Okay, you're a hero, whatever. This didn't happen. You're such a child. And it cuts to the kid telling his parents, oh, yeah, this nine-foot-tall monster saved you from a fence. Okay, whatever. So they call on <laughs> a psychiatrist who is Harvey Corman doing this, like, uh, very, like, I guess, like a German. The yes. Kid, it, you he, know. That, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> like, in his appearances on the show, he seems to always do, like, a German accent. Because, yeah. again, the sculptor teacher of Maryland at the university also has the German accent. <laughs> so he, br- the kid brings the, the psychiatrist to the monster's home and you have a lot of him reacting to everything. And it's, it's very funny, very funny episode. Yeah. Uh, like a, a, another person from the, uh, the next episode I watched, uh, cause I was looking at the list of y'all you know, best episodes of the monsters. So I watched the one Pike's peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, where that where they want to build a pipeline that actually kind of goes under the monster's house, but of course 
Grandpa's dungeon <laughs> is you know, right. kind of in the way there. The one guy that is working uh, with Mr. Pike there, Sonny Harkness, is played by Pat Harrington. Does that name from that sitcom name history sound familiar? familiar? The name sounds familiar, but I don't yes. know who it is. It's Schneider from One Day at a Time. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen that show. To be honest, they brought that back too, didn't they? Recently. Yes. Yeah. I, I never watched the reboot, but but I heard it was supposed to be very good. Huh. It's, it's, it's amazing sometimes what they decide to bring back. Yeah. They, and then they just go away. I don't. I was listening to I, who's somebody had just had um. Oh fucking Paul! What from Mad About You? What's um? What the fuck's his name? Riser, Paul, Paul Riser. Uh, they just had him on, and he was talking about the reboot, and that was uh, uh the way he stated it seemed like it was just like a planned thing, mm-hmm. like oh we're just gonna do this many episodes and then we're done. But at the same time, I didn't even hear anybody talk about it. And then Murphy Brown, same thing. I'm like, what a weird fucking time to bring Murphy Brown back out of nowhere. Not like Candace Burns yeah. had a resurgence or anything. And all no. of a sudden, I just never heard about it again. So did they just pull that fucking show from? Yeah. <laughs> like they I, aired I, yeah, two was, of them and he, they were just he, like, eh. Here and gone. <laughs> so bizarre. But, but anyway. I, I got to ask you, though, between the two seasons, did you prefer... I know you said for the you know, aesthetics, the the atmosphere in that you'd like those first few episodes, but as far as an overall, did you find the episodes in the first or second season better? The first, and I saw in the doc, in the same interview with Al Lewis, they talked about how the cast was not happy the second season because they felt oh. like... They felt like, again, the appeal to kids was getting too strong. And I guess, which uh. which I, ne- I never, I, I don't know why I never thought about it. But to them, in the first season, they thought the show was a satirical uh, play on race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being out of ca- place. and Did you mm. ever get that from, like... No, no, but, but again, as you said, the fish out of water... Right. That I got. So, like, they, they in their minds, they were playing it as if a black family moved into this suburb in the 60s. And they were being mm-hmm. treated as being different racially, which I never mm-hmm. thought about. But actually, that makes the satire work, though, right? Right. I And, and truthfully, yeah, I never got that when I watched, you know, you know so many years, you know, the Munsters. Now, now watching it, it's like, oh, yeah, I could actually kind of see a bit of that in there. But, yeah, it's like I I was under the whole, you know, fish out of water type of thing. It's like, oh, monsters in the real world. The actors in season two, um, according to Al Lewis, were they were upset that they thought they were losing some of the satire and they were going more for, you know, very goofy over the top stories like. Yeah. Herman being struck by lightning and turned into a woman because apparently that's how you that's how transgender works. You just get hit by lightning and you become a woman. I don't know. <laughs> if you can't afford the operation, kids, just go outside and stand in a fucking lightning storm. That's how it works for Jeez. Herman Munster. <laughs> I but that was actually the funniest part of the episode was he he first gets hit by lightning in 
grandpa's lab and he turns into himself. He just loses the makeup. Mm-hmm. So it's just Fred Gwynn's face. Oh God, hit. that's funny. And then he get and he thinks, of course, he thinks he's hideous. So like, oh my God, Lily won't kiss him because he looks he's just normal. And uh, <laughs> they're trying to get plastic surgery. And actually, that's the episode where uh, Dom DeLuise plays the doctor, Doctor Dudley. Okay. And then they do another experiment on him. He turns into a woman, but he's now got Herman's face again. But he's a woman. And then he walks outside and gets hit by lightning. And not only changes his gender, but it changes his clothes back to Herman's as well. I don't fucking understand how that works, but <laughs> but that, that that that's some good lightning. Well, maybe it's like the lightning from Shazam or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! That's and he goes, "I'm back," and you're like, "All right, that's where you're starting to lose me a little bit." But <laughs> yeah, like you know, speaking of like gimmicky episodes though, too. Like, um, I had to watch one of the episodes. I just remembered seeing a lot as a kid. It was um, in season two, Will Success Spoil Herman Munster, where Eddie borrows a tape recorder from his friend, and uh, the, the, the friend's father is a disc jockey. Well, you know, you know Eddie's playing, like, like uh, recording the cat, you know, like, you know, with his, like, freaking, like, lion's roar and that, but then Her- Herman gets around to the, the tape recorder Picks up a guitar and starts singing. This is the one I was saying. It's like it's like the the foot bones connected to the toe bone. No, he did Sonny uh, and Cher, right? Like the Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, yeah, that that that's it. Yeah, because they came now, later. Th- th- this was yes, that came later. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is another though uh, crazy thing. Well, the the you know the disc jockey guy gets a hold of the you know the recording that you know from the tape recorder and it's like oh who is this guy and they start playing it on the radio and people start requesting it and it's like oh can the person who uh sang this you know come forward and then he you know, like herman starts getting a big head of like oh, okay he's famous he's signing like uh like autographed pictures he's you know like uh to to send out and that so the the family decides you know they got to do something about it because L- lily has a uh, a dream or like a succession of dreams and in one of the dreams, like, because, uh, like, Herman not only becomes famous, you know, for singing, it's like, oh, what if it also becomes, like, a movie star from this as well? And what if the, it's, well, when he's first becoming the star of, like, like, the singing star, he's singing this weird song or whatever with these, you know, like two girls to the side, like, dancing, and something about punk rock, and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that's what Rob Zombie took when Herman was doing his like musical act when Lily first sees him in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 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 came from this episode, a dream sequence of Lily. But anyway, uh, Grandpa makes the nothing muffins, which you know they they shoot a cannon with a nothing muffin into Herman's mouth, and all of a sudden he like he he talks like. Like Alvin and the Chipmunks. I figured so he, out like, he, too, he, he can't go on TV. I don't think Sherry Moon studied more than the opening either. Because yes, in watching, in watching, like you know, she's got her hands the whole time. She's oh, the whole fucking movie. She's like a T Rex, just like ah. And yeah, if she's you watch, overacting the hands. It's that if you opening watch the sequence opening yes. of the second season when 
um, Lily walks out the door. She does the little like the little hand thing here. Yeah, and then she walks that's off. It. That's that's mm-hmm. the only time I really noticed her do it. Yes, Sherry yeah, moves, yeah. The, 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 the rest of the time, the no. Whole fucking movie, <laughs> the whole fucking movie. Yeah, she just picked up on that one little thing, you know, like in one sequence, you know, the opening sequence, and thought, oh, that's how Lily must be all the time. That's the one mannerism you could find in the whole fucking thing. Um, what was she kept calling him all kinds of weird names in the in the month the Rob Zombie version too, like, and I I I knew that Lily in the show called Herman certain lovey names the one that i found the yeah, most tra- was pussycat she calls him pussycat, pussycat yes so when i looked up uh i told you i was gonna try to look up the writers and directors a little more this mm-hmm. season i the the most prominent director that i found was ezra stone who did 27 episodes and worked on lassie lost in space he did a bunch mm-hmm. of episodes of a show called my living doll with uh, which actually starred Julie Newmar. Oh my God! Yeah, J- J- Julie and Newmar for for those of you know Batman fame, <laughs> mm-hmm. Catwoman, and um, there was a show called I Married Joan with Jim Backus, which actually came out right after I Love Lucy. So I wonder if that was a little bit of an I Love Lucy pull. Yeah, like, eh. because if you oh, read maybe. the description, and, it's and, like and, and of course Goofy Wife, you know that kind of thing. And, and of course, Jim Backus for, you know, most people probably know him. Two, two things, uh, I would think. One, the voice Mr. of Magoo. Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Yep. And the second one, Mr. Mr. Howell on Gilligan's Island, lovey. which at some point we got to hit. Lovey. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I say lovey. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just watching uh, some Gilligan's Island the other day. They, they must have had, it was like all sitcoms doing Halloween stuff from back then. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't remember that on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan's Island was kind of a short show, too. Wasn't that like three seasons that was over? I think so. Isn't it weird how these crazy popular old shows that just become hits in syndication just didn't go very long? Yep. Um, true. So the, the writers that I found, there was the four that are like creators that were credited on every episode. I'm not going to count them because I, I don't. I feel like they only got credited as writers because they created it. But okay. There was two guys who apparently were huge at this point. They did 29 episodes each, so they were like a writing team, right? There was Bob Mosher and Joe Connolly. Now, Bob Mosher. Yes, I saw those names a lot. <laughs> yes. So Bob Mosher had worked on uh, Mayberry RFD. He did 14 episodes of that ah. as a writer. Now, together, though, they were writers on Amos and Andy, which we covered. Oh. They also worked on the Monsters Go Home movie. They created a show called mm-hmm. the show Karen, which is where the later, the movie version of uh, Marilyn came from. Uh, that show starred okay. Richard Denning, who I know best from the radio program with Lucy, my favorite husband, which inspired I Love Lucy. Um, this why this is one of the things I found in that rabbit hole looking at Richard Denning. They actually, after Lu- I Love Lucy, they made a TV version of My Favorite Husband, which I did not know. And it was neither Richard Denning nor Lucille Ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it was in 1953. So it was started two years out into Luce- I Love Lucy. Wow. How weird is that? It was two different. That is weird. I 
I, I would actually love to check that out sometime and see if it compares. Because I don't know if you've ever listened to the radio program, My Favorite Husband, but it's so good. Nah. Richard Denning and Lucy, it's so good. Even if they had just made yeah. that into the show that became I Love Lucy, it would still be good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's better as it is, but even that show would be right. really good. And a lot of their scripts yeah, came I'm, I'm from I'm curious. I, n- I never listened to that one. Very good. But so Joe Connolly and Joe Mosher also created another TV classic. Do you know what that is? No, no, no. I do not know. They were the creators of Leave it to Beaver. Oh, <laughs> there we go. So they are credited on a lot of all of the re. There's a lot, a lot of fucking reboots I didn't know about. It. Leave it to Beaver. Still the Beaver and, you know, all this shit and like the <laughs> Leave it to Still Beaver. Yeah, it was like, I think it was called Still the Beaver or some shit. There was a reboot, <laughs> a TV movie, and then a show D- as well. D- don't Stop the Beaver, yeah. And then there was the movie that they're credited on, but I don't think they actually wrote it. I think that's just based on their scripts. But also... Got it. Out of nowhere, all these weird... Amos and Andy, Leave it to Beaver, The Munsters, and then they ha- they have a story credit on Major Pain for some reason. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. Like, was what Major Pain wasn't based on a show or anything, right? I don't. I don't believe so. <laughs> wow! I thought out of all the that's things that's I saw, definitely that out of nowhere. Yeah, that was a weird one. But yeah, these guys, I guess, have been around for a long time. Hey, I I, I got some uh, the a, a couple of questions for you, like little uh, little little quiz. You, you did say about the Desperate Housewives. Do you know what other shows the, the Munster's house was used in? I'm sure they told me on that tour, but I was just so upset about Desperate Housewives. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't recall offhand anymore that it was used for. There's two other shows. Shirley with Shirley Jones of uh, uh, what you want, Partridge Family fame. Who I've met. I told yes, you that I, for, I forgot show. about that. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that one. I talked about that on the uh, the raising hope episode on the early because one. she played, I think, Bert's mother. And oh, I, right. When we had our little hiatus, when we moved, we had, we each put up an episode of our other podcast. So if you look on our feed, mm-hmm. the episode of Hard to Swallow that I put up, I right. tell that story. I put I put that one up because I tell the story oh, about meeting Shirley. Jones. Okay. So. <laughs> oh. And one one other show that I was surprised though, Coach. <laughs> it was also used on. Well, I told you that the only untouched fucking house from the studio tour was the Coach cabin. It's right around the corner from that whole area. Mm. Yeah, so the cabin. It was, yeah, it wasn't his house though. It must have been one of the other characters' houses. I I guess so. I, yeah, but I just saw that it was like you know like unless they moved to it in a later season or something. Maybe there's been talks of coach coming back too, so we'll see if we have to do that. Oh boy, soon. do do you know the two um, vehicles from the Munsters? I do. I got them written right here: the coach <laughs> and the Dragula. Right. Uh, the they Dragula. They were for merchandise. I guess they were huge. Like kids were absolutely. Oh yeah, like like the, the coach. like you said, those models and that. Like yeah, kids love uh, kids love like putting those together back then. Who's the big car designer? Didn't he also do the Batmobile? The same guy created the coach? Um, He was in the dock for a second, but I forgot to write his name down. He's a famous... He creates, like, all the most famous cars back in the day. 
Oh, you know what? I think that might maybe. Oh, I got it. George Barris. George yes. Barris was the guy. He was he was the customizer, like yeah. the auto customizer. So he yeah. did the monsters coach. Did he also do the Batmobile? Um, because uh, yes, he he did the Dracula as well. Yeah. Yes, I, I I love now. I don't know how many like like uh, conventions and things you've gone to, like you know horror conventions or comic Handful. conventions or any of those. Well, I've I've gone to multiple ones where either the monster coach or the Dragula <laughs> were one of the vehicles besides like the Ecto originals or replicas replicas of course right it would be it would be awesome if it was the originals but we got some yeah, wacko replicas. on my way to work near my job that has a fucking ghostbusters replica they just and it's it's always in the parking lot of a dollar general or um sorry a dollar tree ah i don't know if they work there or hmm. what they Someone just driving the fucking well, that's interesting. The Ghostbusters car to fucking work at Dollar Tree. Not the Ghostbusters you like from the F Troop guys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, with the uh, like not yeah, Funimation with, uh, or whatever. Spencer Funimation Tracy and Kong. The, the the actual <laughs> Ghostbusters, not not the one Nick likes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I have like besides the opening and of course you know like some of the characters like, between the first and second season, you you notice also the difference in the theme song. Not re- I mean the music itself, not really. Yeah, well, in the in the first season, you had that dun 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 with the dun 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 dun. The second season was with that little, if you want to say bigger sound, with the boom bottom boom bottom. I guess they all kind of just blend together at this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 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 second I preferred the second season's iteration of the theme song but like it's like it was kind of strange watching the earlier episodes and seeing that and it's like oh yeah that's right yeah it didn't always have that <laughs> beginning thing there hmm. but but yeah that that was uh nominated for a grammy award in 65 and really? you, you you mentioned bob Mo- uh bob mosher before did he write the theme too? He, he actually he wrote lyrics to it that were never used we're the monsters <laughs> Are you sure they weren't Where used? The <laughs> Are you sure they weren't used? The <laughs> oh, we see today? why they weren't used. Okay. <laughs> uh, God, I told you it was so weird when 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 Hulu was like nothing. Like Hulu isn't what it is today. It was just this weird right. website that had like twenty shows at a time where you could watch for absolutely free with these. I don't even remember if there was commercials in it. Maybe like one commercial. And I, when I worked mm-hmm. third shift at a hotel, I would literally go in and I would watch whatever was on there. And I'd go, hey, you guys heard of this Hulu? And they're like, no. No one fucking knew what the hell Hulu was. But I was watching it. <laughs> and I remember one of the first things I plowed through was a bunch of shitty episodes of The Monsters Today. It was one of the free offerings on there. And oh, just going, what God. the hell is this shit? I think on the, right before I but, left for work, I was like, oh, the monsters are on there. Good. I can watch that when I get to work. And then I think I got to work, hit play, and was like, this ain't my monsters. Hashtag not my monsters. Not my monsters. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So they said that they spent as much time promoting the show in character as they did shooting the show. These guys would I go believe out, that. do public appearances in makeup. They would do PSAs. Yep. They were doing Cheerios commercials. There's a hilarious Cheerios commercial with the fucking monsters, and Eddie is narrating it, talking about how great his dad is and all this. I'll try to share that on our Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash sitcom. Oh, cool. 
Um, they did an ad for Marineland Carnival, like all these weird fucking commercials, <laughs> which I love. Well, M- M- Marineland Carnival wasn't Marineland. That was where in the the one movie, it, the the premise was they were trying to find a new pet for Eddie. But what one of the people that I love that you know, like you said, used to use the get up, you know, many years after the monsters was gone, and that was you know, Grandpa Al Lewis. He, you know, he ran for mayor of New York, and he actually uh, was going to run for Senate <laughs> as well. Yeah, I did for the Green Party. For the Green Party. Yeah, and, and actually, by, by him doing that, he actually got the Green Party able to be on the ticket the next time because there was enough voters for the Green Party. They got enough votes to say, oh, you know what? We need to put this party on the ticket next time. He also had the VHS line where he tried to be like a horror host. Do you remember that? Grandpa yes. Presents. I just had to Google what it was called. Grandpa Presents, and it would be like a line of VHS tapes with Al Lewis's Grandpa Munster on it. And it was just these mm-hmm. like these shitty horror movies that you would see on, you know, your mystery science theater or that kind of thing. Exactly. Because I think that actually came from a uh, a cable thing. Oh, uh, so that's it what was it was. A show uh, Super Scary on. Saturday on TBS. That's what it was. Super Scary Saturday. That's yeah. He would host as Grandpa, but uh, to to just go back to also him running for New York mayor, he wanted to actually be put on the ballot as Grandpa Al Lewis oh, because no. that's how most people knew him, <laughs> but they forbade it. <laughs> They said that he 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 was one of the few that embraced it for a long time, whereas Fred Gwynn yes. tried to escape it and couldn't for many years. But correct, but of course the 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 host of Super Scary Saturday that whole thing, you know the, the parody of that basically it, it was part two of a uh, movie uh, series there, Gremlins two the new batch. The yeah, because a lot of people think that's him. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was actually Al Lewis, yeah, yeah, myself not. included, yeah. early on. And it's like, oh, no, wait, Grandpa Fred, it's, uh, played by Robert Prosky. He just turns himself into a real, like, newscaster <laughs> during the fucking <laughs> gremlin apocalypse. <laughs> and you remember who the brain gremlin was, right? We talked about it. Tony Randall. <laughs> That's right. That poster is literally over my bed. Gremlin's two poster <laughs> hangs over my bed. Child's Play 2 poster hangs over my computer right here. <laughs> I got sequels sweet, galore sweet. over here. <laughs> but in our list of what we've watched, where do you put the monsters? I was just doing this when we started recording, and I was looking at it's like, this is difficult, because I really love this show. Uh, this is a weird one for me, too, because yeah. I, I, I want to say... For me, this one was more nostalgic, and I love the sets, I love the characters, but as well, a sitcom, I didn't... The, we both love Universal Monsters in general, so... Yes, and, and that's the thing. It, it gets the, you know, the, the boost because of those reasons, but as a sitcom, I didn't find myself, like, if you want to say, laughing out loud all the time, you know, at the things, like, especially in season two when things, you know got a little sillier. You would think sillier, you'd get some you know, good uh, 
you know, goofs and laughs and that. But well, this is a parody show too. It's very heavy on the parody. Yes. And correct. A lot of times for me, those don't make me laugh out loud. They're more like, huh, okay, that's, that's clever. Like there's a lot of great. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Show. Yeah. Right. Um, it's it's really about the references. Like the references will make you chuckle correct. or not. Is what it is with a show like this. So mm-hmm. uh, just to recap, my top will go top whatever here. Night Court. One, News Radio, Friends, Raising Hope, Honeymooners, The Bob Newhart Show. I threw F Troop in there, then Mary Tyler Moore Show, then Modern Family, and then The Oblongs. Uh, I think that was my top 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Where's it 11? That was my top 10 there. Okay. So okay. The Oblongs took my number 10 spot last episode, last official episode. I mm-hmm. think I'm actually going to I'm going to throw the monsters in here as my new number 10 between Modern Family and the Oblongs. That's so weird. Because where I was going to put it like okay, my top 10 is Modern Family, Mary Tyler Moore, Honeymooners Friends, Bob Newhart, Odd Couple, Night Court, Ru- News Radio, Raising Hope, Living Single. Right after that, I have F Troop the Oblongs, Andy Griffith. So I was thinking, like, okay, does it go there? I think where I think it goes is right ahead of the Oblongs and right behind F Troop. So so basically it's number 12, tw- uh, 12 the new 12 for me. It's my new 10, your new 12. We're See, even when we're throwing these in, we're pretty close to each other. Yeah. No, d- definitely. And, you know, we have some similar, like, why we like some of these shows. Not not just the, oh, okay, you know, you know, it was a good sitcom. It's like, why was it a good sitcom? Well, you know, like, okay, like you said, this is a parody. It's the references. It's, it's the imagery. It's the characters. It's the, you know, those were the things that got me on this show. And, and the nostalgia aspect. Munster pulls, pulls, um... A lot for the characters for me. The characters are so strong, so interesting, yes. so fun that even when you have a really stupid storyline, the characters kind of pull you through it and make you laugh. Yes. Um, this one, heavy on nostalgia for me. Uh, love the, mm-hmm. the connection to the Universal Monsters, the atmosphere in a lot of the episodes. Love the dark humor, the jokes, the death jokes. Right ironic that this family of monsters is one of the more loving families i think we've seen on yes shows. yeah yeah they're more the nuclear family than <laughs> like some of the and other ones were supposed to be think about <laughs> even in their mind when they think Marilyn Marilyn's like oh she's a uggo and but they still embrace her yep you know they don't fucking they treat her like one of the family they go out of their way to make her feel accepted yeah because in their mind, she's a fucking hideous piece of garbage, <laughs> which I love. I know it's so funny. Which but, uh, which Marilyn was yeah. hotter to you? Oh, Did you, even tell yeah, you know what? The, the, yeah, it was harder to tell the difference. I think the first one had a little more attitude to her, which I kind of like. Yeah, but I think I, th- I, like I the think first one better. The yeah, but yeah, the second one, Pat Priest. Yeah, you know, you know, was you know very charming as well. But I, I found her a little more 
timid as a character. Not not timid like, oh, she's afraid of everything, but just while the first one just seemed a little more, you know, attitude to her. I couldn't believe I didn't know there was two Marylands until I started watching this. And I was like, that's not her. Wait. What? What? I was like, oh, shit. I did not remember that at all. Anyway. All I got to say, Jay, wait till we get to Bewitched. <laughs> I think uh, I think old Dick York is from my area here. I'm pretty sure he lived. I think he. Oh, moved, he, he might be. I think he moved back here when he uh, retired as well. Wow. Yes. D- Dick York and Dick Sergeant. I think his grave's down the road here. Oh, cool. Let's go visit. <laughs> also, Bewitched, also one of the shows that was greenlit during the monster renaissance here at the same time the Monsters was. Ah, which is interesting because then you had the opposing show, which was not as much monster, but, you know, uh, woman with magic. I dream of genie. They said that the the like you said, the nuclear family sitcom mixed with magic was the thing. And I think the the big first hit of that was uh, My Favorite Martian, they said. Oh, okay. That kind of kicked off the whole that whole type of sitcom, and then the monster fad happened, and let's blend it all together. Boom. There you go. <laughs> let's throw it in a blender and see what we get. This show actually hit number 18 in its first year of the top shows from 1964 to 65. Can you name any of the others that are above it? 64 to 65. Well, let's see. Batman was 66. Yeah, that uh, started the second season. Right. But let's see. 64 to 65. Let's see. We just mentioned I'm one. S- uh, Bewitched? Bewitched was number two. Okay. Beating it was... Uh, a uh, Beaver? A Western. Oh, uh, uh, Western. Uh, Gunsmoke? Or Bonanza. Bonanza. Yep. Okay. Number Bonanza. three was a spinoff we've talked about uh, unofficially. We haven't done an episode about it, but it's a spinoff of a show that we've done. Actually, the show hmm. that we've done is uh, number four. <laughs> I'll start at the bottom, actually. So number 18 tied for 18 was the Munsters and Gilligan's Island. Oh. Number 17 was Lassie. Uh, 15 mm-hmm. tied was Petticoat Junction and the Ed Sullivan Show. Thir- uh, 14 was branded. Oh, I Okay, I think I know. Wait. Was uh Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith's number 4. The spin-off of Andy Griffith's number sp- 3. The spin-off is Oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Uh Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. So, uh number 14 was branded. I'm not sure what that is. Number 13 was My Three Sons. Number 12 was The Beverly ah. Hillbillies. Number 11 was Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Number 10 was Combat. Number 9 was Peyton Place. Number 8, The Lucy Show. Number 7, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Number 6, The Red Skelton Hour. Number 5, The Fugitive. And then you had Andy Griffith, Gomer Pyle, Bewitched, and Bonanza. Wow. Yeah, that that that's a nice uh, lineup there. <laughs> Sixty four would have been a good year to be watching television. Looks like. Oh yeah, there's some real classics on there. Awesome. But yeah, I really well, I'm glad we did the monsters and washed that bitter, disgusting taste out of our y- fucking mouth. Yes, <laughs> that ilk, icky, blah of a movie. 
But um, again, if people want to uh, interact with us, Jay, how can they do so? I really like when you do that, uh, the tickle the butthole thing. You mean email. <laughs> you meant emails. But, Fuck. Yes, Why I meant more the emails. Why am I always embarrassing myself out. on this show? <sighs> okay, so sitcommyface at gmail.com is a great way to email us. And uh, you can find us on mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash sitcommyface. You can tweet us at sitcommyface. You can face. find Nick over here on uh, Twitch. I am Netnick191. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Netnick191. Uh, you can find me at Twitch.tv slash BidwellFog. B I D W E L L F O G. Do not forget if you are in the LA area to hit up that uh, Deer Camp 86. Uh, Eventbrite tickets are only $13, kids. Come see my fat ass make a fool of myself on the big screen in Hollywood, baby. Woohoo! Yeah. All kinds of great actors in there. Uh, my one buddy, uh, David Lotman, awesome dude. He's on General Hospital now, which is funny to me. Always funny to see someone you know on a show like General Hospital doing that real, real serious, oh, nice. like, look at Cameron. <laughs> Uh, go check out this boy's other podcast. What is it called, Nick? Yes. What Exit Jersey Stories. Yeah, boy. With with, with my buddy Pete Riario. There you go. Shout out to Pete. Great show. I'll be on vacation next week. He'll be on vacation the week after that. So we'll see yep, you. Gotta, right, gotta hit a. Uh, right before the wedding. magic spooky day, though. Or on the spooky yes. day. Yes. One of the other. Or, or, or if, in, in, in case you're in the New York uh, area and you're at New York Comic Con. If you see me, say hi. <laughs> yeah, do that tickle the butthole thing I was talking about. Just wa- don't ask. Just walk up and tickle his butthole. Uh, <laughs> no, no bad things will happen from that. Uh, all right. No, what, no, no, no. What would we like the kids to do, Nicholas? So, boys and girls, we'd love you to tell uh, your parents. No, nah, I don't like this. I don't like what we're doing this. I don't. Oh, tell your parents too. Okay, I like. That. Well, like I said to, 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 to tell their parents too. <laughs> Ask your parents permission. Again, it's, you it's like the soupy sales, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell your far- parents too. Sitcom, my face. Good night. Bye. The stream has ended. <laughs>